When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here, Splains, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, getting you ready for tonight's big slate. In Major League Baseball, we got Paul Spohr, writer, podcaster over at Fangraphs. He'll be hopping on in about 45 minutes to give us some of his best plays for the night. And we'll kind of just, again, like we've been doing, a reset looking into the second half, see if he likes anything with the divisions, any trends to look out for, and all that good stuff on the diamond. And then, well, we'll talk a little bit of football here to start things off in 10 minutes. Amal Shaw, co-host of the Nuts, alongside Mike Palm. They've been doing some great work getting you prepped or the college football season. So we want to kind of do that again and dish it out with them all. I know we previewed the Big Ten earlier this week, but uh, with them all, we're just going to kind of go over some of the top teams and teams he think could be a good viable betting option in terms of either on a season win total, long-term future, whatever it may be, we'll hit that with them all. And even though we don't have basketball tonight, we'll get his thoughts on Game 5 for tomorrow, along with some of my plays with the overall game, some props, and much more in and we'll talk to, uh, touch a little bit on the NFL with some props that we didn't get to yesterday, but just wanted to throw them out in kind of the unique aspect that they've been dished out here at Bat Rivers. And like we typically do to get things started off, though, let's begin with basketball and some of the biggest news of the day thus far revolve around Damian Lillard and where he may or may not end up for the upcoming season. Now, the report is that he was potentially requesting a trade to various teams. It really depends which Twitter account you follow, but... Some say he said he wanted to go to the Knicks and the Sixers. Some say the Knicks, Sixers, Heat, Warriors, or Lakers, whatever it may be. Uh, some places have thrown up odds, and we're kind of just waiting to see this fully kind of unfold everywhere. And, well, Chris Haynes did tweet that Lillard woke up to all the rumors and denied it, say, saying he's expected to be a Blazer next year. But you know how that goes, all the PR and whatnot. In some spots, though, the Sixers are the short shot to get him. Some spots have the Knicks as the short shot. Realistically, and we won't get into it too much, if I had to guess, and my producer Jacob Roach and I were talking about this, the team that makes the most sense based on the assets that could be returned to Portland would be the Philadelphia 76ers. So, again, that could be maybe some kind of three-way trade scenario with the Warriors involved as well. Who knows what it may be, but a lot of things could get crazy here in the upcoming months. Sure to be exciting, as it typically is in the offseason with the NBA. So we'll have plenty to look forward to and discuss in the upcoming days and weeks probably with Damian Lillard. 
But all right, aside from that, from the rumor mill, let's get into something that we know is stable, and that's going to be tomorrow being Game 5. Let's preview where this line has moved and, well, honestly, lack thereof, rather, because it hasn't really altered whatsoever. Now, in some spots, open 3.5, some open 4. Currently at Bet Rivers, we're still seeing it at 4 in favor of the Suns' money line. Still at minus 175 in favor of Phoenix. The Bucks catching plus 145. Now, this total slightly dipped to the under. 218.5, now down to 218. However, the over is a slight favorite, minus 112. The under is minus 109. Now, we'll get into this game a little bit later on when I go over some of my best bets, but I do think it's a bounce-back spot here for Phoenix. I think they get the job done. I don't think you're going to see as poor of a performance from Chris Paul. Now, albeit he could be injured, and then we're having a completely different conversation, and that's what a lot of people are starting to speculate. But, again, you got to imagine he's going to be a little bit more productive after that terrible game at home with the crowd behind his back, and not even just Chris Paul needing to be a factor. What about DeAndre Ayton? Only six points in the last game. He needs to contribute. That's why also the Suns have had so much success this postseason. He was kind of the unsung hero for so long for this Suns squad. He can kind of get back to his normalcy of what we've been accustomed to seeing this playoffs and look for the Suns to have the advantage in this game. And kind of like we teased yesterday, I mean, the Suns at home this postseason, overall 8-2. Against the spread, 7-3, and three, and they have an average winning margin of over 11 points so far this year. They're averaging about 112 per game and allowing just 103. So again, the Suns have been a really profitable team at home. I think the same continues tomorrow night, looking for the Suns in this game. Now again, the spread is about 4. Could always wait for the in-game angle, and if the Bucks keep it close or take an early lead, look to attack. Phoenix, or if you differ, kind of the same thing, but vice versa for that spot. But I do think it's a good area for Phoenix in this game. I think they go back to Milwaukee for game six, up three to two. And hopefully we get kind of a uh, re-energized Chris Paul because we're certainly sweating out some of our finals MVP bets. Now that Giannis is the short shot at plus 110, remember Chris Paul moved down to plus 180. Devin Booker after his 40-plus uh, point performance, plus 220 is where we're seeing for those finals MVP odds. Once again, welcome into the show, Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. Here on a Friday night, we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for joining us. Tonight, we'll be talking some college football and previewing Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Amal Shaw will be with us momentarily. Later, Paul Sporer of Fangraphs will give us his thoughts on the Major League Baseball slate. Got some NFL we'll touch on as well. And like we were just talking about Game 5, I've got some places we won't be on air tomorrow, naturally. And we are teasing up this game, and it's still at four in favor of Phoenix. Total is slightly dipped just to 218, but really, besides that, nothing has moved too much. And like we were talking about with Josh Applebaum yesterday, VEASAN's betting reporter, you'll probably see some of this public action come heavily either tonight or tomorrow. But again, the early movement looked to be going toward Phoenix, but for the most part, it's stabilized. Now, if you're looking at some other areas to bet, like we talked about, we just kind of dished off the MVP odds. Giannis is now the short shot, plus 110. Chris Paul was the prohibitive favorite for so long, or relatively long, I guess, but uh, he's plus 180 now. Devin Booker, plus 220. Middleton, 18-1. The big man, DeAndre Ayton, sits at 100-1. to The series price, actually, you saw some movement there because minus 150 is where we saw it at yesterday. Slightly ticked up in favor of Phoenix, up to minus 155. Milwaukee now catching plus 128. They were catching plus 123, so a five-cent move in both areas. Maybe Phoenix getting a little bit of love to win the whole thing outright. And like we talked about, of course, you can bet the series' correct score. The Suns now to win in seven, plus 180. The Suns to win in six, plus 230. Bucks to win in seven, plus 310. If you think, hey, Milwaukee gets back-to-back -back wins, plus 325. If Giannis, Chris Middleton, and company can keep things rolling, that's what you can get Milwaukee at to win the finals and in six. But again, you know, we've kind of been stressing it has the feel that it's going to go to seven games. So if you don't want to go exact end result, you could always do the total games played in the series. Over six and a half was minus 114. That slowly ticked up to about minus 122. So people are starting to think that it's going to go the whole way. So the over six and a half getting a little bit of love up to minus 122. And you can always do the spread with the series outcome. But Nothing really worth betting in that case unless you go with the Suns minus one and a half or Bucks minus one and a half. Otherwise, if you're taking a game and a half with Milwaukee, you're laying 305. If you're taking a game and a half with Phoenix, you're laying $5. You want to lay a game and a half, though, with the Suns. It's plus 220. For Milwaukee to lay a game and a half, win the next two, 
would be plus 340. So again, uh, you can obviously differ that based on the series correct score because sometimes there's a little bit of differences that don't get, you know, evened out. So you can always kind of search those. And we've noted them a few times. For example, when you look at Giannis to win MVP, I mean, he's plus 110. But instead of doing that, just bet Milwaukee, if this is the side you're thinking, just bet Milwaukee to win the series at plus 123. If the Bucks are going to win the championship, if they're going to win this series, Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be the finals MVP. So at that point, you just go with the Bucks plus 123 at the better price. And again, I mean, there's no point of doing Giannis plus 110. So it doesn't even really matter. But the thing is, just go with the Bucks at that point, plus 123, to win the championship. So that's kind of the thought process that you could go with. Chris Middleton, yes, had a great performance. Is he worth a play at 18-1? Based on what Giannis has done this whole postseason, and even though he wasn't the leading scorer last game, had a great defensive play. Just a huge play that's going to be talked about for so long. It's stuff like that which makes him the finals MVP. But again, if you want to bet him MVP, just bet the Bucks to win the championship instead. But all right, let's kind of dissect this game a little bit further with the co-host of the Nuts right here on Beast and the Sports Betting Network, and that's Amal Shaw, who you can follow along on Twitter at Amal Shaw one so, Amal, we've seen Milwaukee capture the last two games, nodding the series up at two apiece. Currently, as we look at the odds at Bet Rivers, going into game five, the Suns are a four-point favorite. This total rests at about 218. How are you feeling for tomorrow night? You know, I think Milwaukee's going to win this series, Danny. Uh, to me, the four is a pretty good number on the Bucks. Uh, we hadn't had a close game until game number four, and I think getting four in this spot for Milwaukee is a good number. I think they're going to be able to keep it competitive. I also think Drew Holiday, maybe at some point in time before the season's over, he'll actually show up and Milwaukee will benefit from it. But I think there's too much pressure on Devin Booker offensively. They're not getting enough consistency from other guys, including Chris Paul, 15 turnovers in the last three games. That's a bad number. And if you look at the points off turnover last time around, I think it was 17 to five in terms of turnovers. So, if you are uh, Phoenix, you got to clean that up if you're going to have a chance to win at home. I, I really believe Milwaukee's going to win one of the two road games. I'm not sure which one it is, but I think for sure they're going to win game six at home. But I like the Bucks in the six here. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, Chris Paul is a complete issue of what we saw the last game, and who knows if that's just him struggling or something with an injury. But I think another thing that's been a concern with Phoenix the last two games, them all, is DeAndre Ayton's lack of production, right? I mean, he got in foul trouble in both and really offensively just wasn't a big production. But do you, are, are you just, I guess, a little bit concerned that because of how well Phoenix has played at home, not only in this series, but this whole postseason, you know, they have an average winning margin of 11 at home, and we've seen that be the case, you know, immensely in the first two games. Are you a little bit skeptical to want to back the Bucks so because of that, or would you maybe look for an in-game angle instead if you could get a better number with Milwaukee if Phoenix gets out to a hot start or something around that? Yeah, I would definitely look at that. I mean, when you look at these matchups, um, there's always an opportunity from an in-game perspective, and I think so many times that's the best edge. Um, in this particular game, uh, you didn't see anybody really just pulling away. It was a tight game. You know, Milwaukee only uh, got the lead late, uh, and nobody had a double-digit lead in this one at all. So uh, it's one of those things where the in-game numbers become extremely critical. If you can get them, the higher the better. All right, Amal. Well, we're going to keep talking about NBA throughout the show, but since we have you on here, primarily I wanted to touch on some college football with you. We hit it a little bit earlier this week, solely focusing on the Big Ten Conference, but we want to kind of spread it out a little bit because I know you're a huge college football fan and better, and I just wanted to get kind of your overall analysis on some of the top teams. And let's go ahead and start in the SEC with Georgia. And as we look at the Bulldogs, for them to win the championship, their odds are about 7-1. to at Bet Rivers to win the SEC is two to one, and then what's a little bit more interesting, naturally, is their win total in terms of you're you're sweating that on a game-to-game -game basis. I mean, obviously with the championship you are too, but the ten and a half is intriguing potentially. The over is shaded as the favorite minus one thirty-four, and the under is plus one hundred five. You know, Georgia's got a lot of hype coming around in this season, and they typically do. But you know, these past couple of years have been maybe a little bit more lackluster. Can we expect a big year out of Georgia? I do. I, Danny, I have them winning the SEC. If you're going to beat Alabama, you need to have a quarterback that's going to be a pro quarterback. I get Jake Fromm's on an NFL roster, but he's not a pro quarterback in my eyes. He's a career backup. JT Daniels is that guy. Some question marks at the receiver position. That's a little bit of concern for Georgia. But overall, 
they do lose some from that defense. I think they only have four starters back. But I think this team, if they're going to have an issue, I don't mind it being on the defensive side of the ball. I think Georgia will be just fine there. Their ability to run the ball will be very effective. I think this team's going to be dangerous, and they have one of the best offensive lines in college football. I think they've got a great schedule. We'll find out a lot about them in week one when they take on Clemson and Charlotte. But it, it's going to be fun to see because when you look at Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, um, you know Georgia, and Notre Dame, you've got Georgia with the, pro- the most experienced quarterback. Yes, we know uh, DJ played, for, I, I can't pronounce his last name, for uh, Clemson last year, but there's a few games. And now you look at Georgia with JT Daniels, quarterback who started at USC, understands the pressure cooker playing in Los Angeles. Georgia, there's a little bit less pressure. I think he'll be just fine, so it should be a lot of fun to watch how the dogs do this year. Yeah, and you mentioned Alabama. Now, as we look at the Crimson Tide's odds to win the championship, plus 225, always at the top, it seems, for Alabama, but rightfully so. And for them to win the SEC, they're minus 162. Win totals at 11.5, slightly shaded to the under, minus 125, over is even money. It's not that maybe they take a step back or anything, but maybe they're not going to be perfect this season for Alabama because they have a lot of new pieces coming in, and sometimes that's the case when you have just such a dominant team like Alabama. Do you think that's going to come to fruition in the sense that maybe they just take a little step back? Well, if they do, it's going to be on the offense, but remember the key is obviously they got a new quarterback in Bryce Young. It uh, remains to be seen how impactful he is the way Mac Jones was. they got to really retool the offensive line. But I think what people are overlooking is the loss of Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith was able to make so many plays. I mean, he wins a Heisman Trophy. It tells you all you need to know about him and how much of an impact he has on this team or did last year. So that's something that can't be just uh, forgotten about. Defensively, this team should be elite. They've got a lot of guys coming back to do lose Patrick Sertan. Keep an eye on Josh Job. I think he should have a big year in the secondary for them. They, they really should be good in the back seven. Uh, the front seven also should be, excuse me, front seven should be as good. Uh, we'll see. But I, I think this Alabama defense has a chance to be really elite, one of the better defenses they've had in several years. Now, you also mentioned Notre Dame briefly, and in our area, we're typically interested in the Fighting Irish, whether or not they disappoint you, and typically they do. Growing up a Notre Dame fan, I certainly know that. But their win total this season of all is at nine. The overs plus 105, unders minus 132. Ian Book with the Saints now in the NFL. You think this could be one of those years where Notre Dame just kind of has a reset and, you know, not really competing with the top dogs? Yeah, I think it's going to be challenging. When you look at Notre Dame, they pretty much lost everyone on offense except Kyron Williams. Um, defensively, they should be very solid. But I still have some question marks about this team. The schedule, they open up at Florida State, shouldn't be much of a problem. Uh, you know, I, I think they play Wisconsin, but I'm not sure where that game is at. And then the Badgers have some question marks as well. Their schedule is very manageable. I mean, when you when you think about it, they've got to play Wisconsin, USC, and I, I think the Trojans are in South Bend. So they've got a schedule that they can really work, and they've got a chance uh, to have a good season. I just don't think they're ready to compete with the bigger boys at this point in time right now. Yeah, and I think that uh, Notre Dame-Wisconsin game is actually taking place here in Chicago at Soldier Field. So that one will be, you know, somewhat of a neutral site here. I mean, they both have fans close enough, so that'll be a fun one to watch. But you're right. I mean, their schedule is going to be tough, and I think offensively losing some key pieces, it's probably going to be a downward year more so for the Irish. And then as we look a little bit further east, what about Clemson here? 3-1 to to win the championship, minus 835 to win the ACC. 11.5 11.5 is their win total, under minus 139, over plus 110. You know, betting them to go undefeated is, you know, it's, it, it's tough in the sense that you don't want to be the guy who's chalky and doing it, but in a division where they're just so dominant, it's typically the easy route to go, and you're getting plus money to do that. Do you think it's worth it, or do you think that they could maybe drop one this season? Well, look, they got to open with Georgia in, in uh, Charlotte. I think it's going to be a tough game. They're also hosting, I think, North Carolina this year. Uh, the rest of the schedule is very manageable. I mean, they're not going to have a team that's within 20 points of them in terms of the point spread. So they've got to really win two games. If you believe they're going to beat Georgia, you play this over. I don't know if North Carolina is going to be able to go on the road uh, and beat these guys, and, and if they can't. And, you know, I just pulled the uh, Clemson schedule. They don't even play North Carolina this year. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Danny, this is the play right now. If they win this game, they're going 12-0. 
Absolutely. Again, yeah, they, they usually just have one challenging game somewhat, and then after that, it's a cakewalk. And that's probably, like you allude to, going to be the case once again. So you're getting plus money, but again, maybe see where those odds are, obviously, for game one, and if it's better, because it could be almost, you know, correlated based on where their money line would be for that game versus them going undefeated. Obviously, a lot of things different are counted on for the remainder of the season, but still an interesting thought process to keep in mind. Uh, and then how about your alma mater here, Amal? Ohio State, I've been kind of talking about them a couple times this past week. They're 4-1 to one to win the Natty, minus $2 to win the Big Ten, minus 278 to come out of the Big Ten East. Their win total is 11, minus 125 to the over, under is even money. Now, again, they're just going to plug and play, guys. I mean, they're dominant enough in the Big Ten Conference, you know, probably not going to be as strong this season. In my opinion, Amal, with them minus $2 to win the Big Ten Conference, at that point, I would just have them win the Big Ten East minus 278 and lay the 78 cents more and not have to play the extra game. At least if I was going to do it, that's how I would play it. Are you expecting Ohio State to still be the king and just cruise through this conference? I am, but I like your point on the East division. I think that's a great play. I don't know how good Penn State's going to be. And remember, Penn State opens the season with Wisconsin at Camp Randall. That's not going to be an easy task. So if they were to lose to Wisconsin and then lose to Ohio State, it almost becomes a virtually impossible situation for them to get in. Ohio State would have to lose three games within the division or within the conference. So I love your play at minus 278. The four to one you mentioned, those aren't high enough odds. You can get as high as seven to one right now. I think the Buckeyes are going to be dangerous. They still have some uncertainty defensively. I know they were banged up in the national championship game. They had a couple of key cogs out defensively uh, in that game against Alabama. I don't think it would have made that much of a difference. But the Buckeyes have to show they can get it done defensively. If they can do that, I think this team has a chance. Uh, I think when you look at it, I think Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, they're all good teams, but I don't think any of them are as good as what Alabama was last year or what uh, uh, LSU was two years ago. That's the big thing. And I think there'll be some opportunities for some other teams, particularly Oklahoma, to be able to step up this year. Spencer Rattler back to get Eric Gray, the uh, Tennessee transfer. Their defense with Nick Benito should be very good. So we'll see how they're able to do, but I think the one thing that people will be surprised a little bit with Ohio State is the quarterback play because the fact that Chris Olave and Jeremy Rucker returned and these guys were both probably going to be top 60 picks, it tells me they've got guys in there in the building that can throw the football because you see it every day in practice and you know what you're dealing with. So I believe the Buckeyes are going to be pretty efficient in the quarterback game. But again, the defense is the question mark. Yeah, for sure. And again, I mean, their offense is going to be sufficient enough, you would imagine, to where it would outweigh the defense anyways. But you're right. I mean, they still have a great amount of weapons offensively with the Lave and company, and Ohio State will be fine, no doubt about that. And with Rattler at Oklahoma, as you mentioned, they're plus 650 to win the championship. But Oklahoma, and even like you mentioned too, defensively they've slowly been improving. That could be a big piece to helping the Sooners out this season. Could be a good look with Oklahoma as well. Amal, hey, we're up against it. Could talk about college football with you for hours, but appreciate you taking some time tonight, my friend. Look forward to linking up again and previewing some more later on. Thank you so much. Have a good one. At Amal Shaw one on Twitter, co-host of the Nuts Monday through Friday with Mike Palm right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. All right, so it's a good conversation with college football, and we talked about it earlier, and again, we'll keep previewing it in the upcoming weeks and months leading into the season, but we can also touch on some football. How about next? We get a couple of props here at Bet Rivers that could be interesting or more so entertaining. Put some money on for the upcoming NFL season. Then we got plenty of baseball and NBA talk. Stick around. More betting action coming your way right here on Rush Hour. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Your bets on the Open Championship aren't looking too good heading into the weekend. Don't worry, we've got you covered because you can download a special after-the-cut edition of Long Shots with Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds. Now that we know who the real contenders are, we'll tell you the smart plays for the last two rounds of the Open Championship. So go ahead, download the special after-the-cut edition of Long Shots at DSIN.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Back at it here on Rush Hour on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois. Plenty of betting action ongoing with the Open Championship this weekend. Baseball back in full swing, pun intended naturally, sorry I had to do it. And we got Game 5 of the NBA Finals manana. So let's go ahead and dive into that a little bit more so with the Suns and the Bucks. Milwaukee catching four on the road here, total at about 218. Now, when we had Josh Applebaum on, VEASAN's betting reporter, we talked about the initial movements, and slightly it was going toward Phoenix. Some spots opened three and a half, went up to four, four and a half. Some opened four, went up to four and a half. Regardless, a little bit toward the Suns, but really it's been pretty stagnant from that point on. Money line, at least at Bet Rivers, it has Phoenix minus 175, Milwaukee plus 145. Now, it's been pretty clear for the most part that I'm hoping and riding the Suns as of this point, and I did play them in this game. Minus 165 on the money line. Point being is when I get kind of with the more narrow spread and, you know, I have enough conviction, like I always say, I'm willing to lay a little bit. And you saw the last game be closer and how much you sweat that out when it's in the 4 or 5 range. And I get it. You're not paying as much, and that's not to say it's going to happen in this game. But to me, I don't like sweating out just all the craziness at the end of the game with free throws, falling, turnover, whatever it may be. I just like the outright winner a little bit more so. So I do think Phoenix bounces back. And I laid minus 165 on the money line. And they're 8-2 at home this postseason, 7-3 ATS, with an average winning margin of 11. So that benefits the conversation surrounding the spread. But again, for a little bit more security, I'm just getting them to win outright. Chris Paul, if he's not injured, expect a bounce-back game, limiting his turnovers hopefully a little bit more so at home. Same goes for DeAndre Ayton. Hopefully he plays a lot better, which we saw in Game 1 and Game 2 in front of the home crowd. If those two guys can get even close of their normalcy, then Phoenix will win this game. They had the chance last game. If any of those guys, one of the two, just played close to how they typically do, they would have won that game, in my opinion. So look for Phoenix to bounce back and get the job done. Played them on the money line. And then even further, I laid the minus 150 for them to win the series. Because if they do win this game, that price is obviously going to skyrocket with the ability to just clinch it with the next game. 
So I laid the minus 150 for the Suns to win the series. Now, if they drop tomorrow, obviously, that's going to be looking detrimental, and we're going to be having a much different conversation. But I do like the Suns tomorrow night and for them to win the outright series. And you're getting the better price than you did pre-flop for the series. So uh, those are the two bets I have just for winning outright. Let's kind of transition, though, into some of these player props and see what other angles we can tap into for Game 5. Let's start with Cameron Johnson. 9.5 is where his prop is settled at for his points. The over is even money. The under is minus 127. Now, Cam Johnson's been a pretty productive guy off the bench. But he, very efficient, really, this series. He's averaging 10.5 points per game in this specific series compared to 8.6 this entire postseason. Now, he's gone over this mark of 9.5 in three out of the four games this series. Game one dropped 10. Game two missed it with eight points. But then game three bounced back, dropped 14. Game four also had 10 points. You look at Cam Johnson with a majority of his shot selection. It comes from beyond the arc. 62% of his shots come from three. He's making 45% of them. So he's been a really efficient player offensively. And if kind of the same thought process of if Chris Paul is struggling offensively, someone's going to have to pick up the slack. Hard to rely on campaign to do that. So hopefully it's going to be Cameron Johnson to fit that bill. And the thing is, yes, you're sweating it a little bit considering he's gotten 10 points in two of the games. You're still going over, but it's a sweat. If it was like nine and a half more so and shaded to the over, I don't think I would have played it. But I really like the fact that you're getting a good price on the over here, and he has gone over that in three out of four games. So the even money to the over, I think, is a viable option. And that's what I ended up playing with Cam Johnson, over nine and a half at even money. Now let's go to a different player, Chris Middleton, who burned us in the last game, that's for sure, when he dropped 40 points. But instead of looking at his points for this game, I'm actually going to target his assists. Four and a half is where it's labeled at. The over, about a minus 150 earlier today. The under was at about plus 115 or so. Now, looking at Chris Middleton and what he's done in the passing game, he's averaging five and a half assists per game this series and just over five this entire postseason. You may not think to look at this category, but he's been fairly consistent in this mark. Now, he's gone over it in just half the games this series, two out of four, but 13 out of 21 this entire postseason. And if you look at the home and road splits, I know it's a little bit volatile because it's assists, but he's averaging five on the road and has gone over four and a half assists in seven out of 11 road games. And again, when we talked about Middleton earlier, we put it up with the correlation of Giannis, right? I mean, if Giannis is the leading scorer, then Middleton's been staying under his points prop and vice versa. And that's what happened in the last game and it's happened in every game when that's been the case. If Chris Middleton's leading scorer, Giannis stays under. It's really just one guy and then the other guy's productive enough for them to get the job done. But my point being is that if we expect Giannis now potentially to be the guy who's the leading scorer, then you'll see Middleton probably dish it out a little bit more so. And that was the case in Game 2 and Game 3 when Giannis was the leading scorer. Chris Middleton had 8 assists in Game 2 and 6 assists in Game 3. So if that's our expectation heading into Game 5, then we should also expect Chris Middleton to go over 4.5 assists. Minus 150 is tough to lay, but I think you're getting a good number here at 4.5 with Chris Middleton, and that's what I played for his assists over that mark. All right, so those are the ones I'm playing officially. Uh, these next ones are more so just kind of a stronger lean and something to be aware of if you have more conviction. I would recommend these ones. But sticking in the category of assists, let's talk about Devin Booker and his assists. Four and a half is the number it's set at. The over plus 110, which is a pretty solid price compared to other books. Bet Rivers has it at plus 110 to the over. The under is minus 139. Now, Booker is averaging about 4.6 assists per game this postseason and just for this series. But he has gone over it in two games this series. They were both at home, and he got six in both of those contests. Now, he's gone over it in half the games this postseason, 10 out of 20. But at home this whole postseason, he's gone over four and a half assists in seven out of 10 games. So interestingly enough, whatever it may be, he's feeling a little bit more generous on his home court as opposed to the road. So maybe just keep an eye on that more so because of the price, too, at plus 110. I think that's a decent look. And then take a look at Jay Crowder. Three-point field goals made, two and a half. The over is the favorite, about minus 143. The under is the dog, plus 112. Now, Jay Crowder's averaging about three three-pointers per game this series on about six and a half attempts, 45% for him in this series. Now, the whole postseason, he's about 39%. He's gone over two and a half threes made in 12 out of 20 games this postseason, but three out of four this series. And you could argue, well, as we know that's where a majority of his shots are coming from. Why not just do his points over? It's set at 11.5, and, and he's only gone over that in 8 out of 20 games this postseason. Compared to 12 out of 20, he's gone over with two and a half threes. Again, I wasn't infatuated with laying the price here because sometimes he could be volatile, so I stayed away 
but could be a decent look with Jay Crowder over two and a half threes. But we're riding Cam Johnson over nine and a half, the Suns in the game, the Suns in the series, and Middleton over four and a half assists. Best of luck if you tail as always. Stick around though next, we're getting MLB picks here on Rush Hour. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every single day. You go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Just tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. And you can try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. To make your experience even more rewarding, remember that Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling from Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 3500 in Virginia. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke. Follow me along on Twitter at DannyBurke5. As for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. And our next guest, Paul Spore at Spore on Twitter. Catches great content covering baseball at Fangraphs as a podcaster and writer. We're back into it with baseball, the second half to look forward to. So, Paul, let's dive right into it, my man. Let's start with a really good series to get things going. Uh, the Astros and the White Sox tonight. Dylan Cease taking on McCullers. And here in Chicago, the White Sox... Uh, they're actually the dog here, plus 112, Houston minus 130. This total at about nine. 
Now, Houston's the top team in the AL in terms of the betting odds, but the White Sox have been very viable this whole season. Would you like to come out on top to get things started? Danny, great to speak with you. Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, this is a great series to open the second half with, and I'm, I'm looking at this White Sox team as a dog at home, and I, I find myself leaning there. I do have the Astros as the best team in the American League, but I've got this this White Sox team right behind them. I hope this is the ALCS that we get. Uh, I have a little bit of concern about Cease making it to the finish line this year uh, without some rest. But coming out of the break, I really like him here. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a McCullers guy myself, but I think Cease has a good edge here. I'm surprised by the number being so high, too, especially with two quality pitchers, solid bullpens. So I, I would look at both the White Sox and the under tonight. Now, like you said, I mean, the Astros, your top team in the AL right now, and they are the short shot to win the AL do you think that's a bet you would make, or do you kind of like maybe want to wait a little bit because of how much longer we have in baseball? Because, again, it can be so intriguing catching a team on a hot streak to want to bet them in the futures market. But the A's could catch up at some point, not saying they will, but they could. And Houston's just plus 250. So is it something you'd maybe wait, or do you bet it now because they're only going to get better and the odds are going to get shorter? The odds could definitely get shorter. So I, I can understand maybe making the move right now, but I'm inclined to wait for a couple of reasons. One, I'd love to catch them on a downswing when the numbers maybe go back in my favor a little bit, because I wouldn't be that worried about it. Say the A's run hot for a couple of weeks and the, and the Astros smooth out a little bit. It wouldn't really bother me unless it was uh, a bunch of injuries that hit them or something. Plus the deadline could change things too. I kind of want to see how that goes. We could have a lot of activity from some of these top teams. I still think somebody like the A's should really be looking hard at Trevor's story, and then I wonder what that would do to the number. I think it would help the A's a lot, but it wouldn't really push me off the Astros. I'm inclined to just play it out uh, the, the rest of the way here in the season, and then I'll worry about betting on Astros to win the World Series and the American League as we approach October. But for now, I'm letting it ride. All right, Paul, let's move on with the Giants and the Cardinals here. Big line movement because it looks like Logan Webb will be pitching actually for San Francisco against the Cardinals, throwing out the old vet Adam Wainwright, still doing it there on the mound. And look, he has some good outings and then some subpar ones, so it just depends what Wainwright you think you're going to get. But now we see the Cardinals as a slight favorite, minus 112. The Giants minus 105, totals at 8. The thing about San Francisco, they've been doing pretty well against righties this season, and St. Louis is such a volatile squad. Who do you trust right out of the gates? Because maybe St. Louis gets some resurgence, but San Fran has been the hot squad. Yeah, it, it's hard for me to bet on this Giants offense, or excuse me, uh, bet on this Cardinals offense at all. It has really not done well this year. They've got good talent, but for some reason, they just have really not been able to push themselves forward this year. Meanwhile, as you hit on the Giants, Fifth in weighted on base average, Woba, uh, against righties this year. I like that move there. I like that the line has moved in your favor. If you're with the Giants right now, Logan Webb is perfectly solid. Wayno's been great, no doubt about it. But I'm going to go ahead and go with the Giants here. I know he pitched well at San Francisco last time out. He held his own, Wayno did. But I like the Giants to get him this time around. All right, Paul, then let's go with the Cubbies tonight, 8.40 p.m. Central Time, first pitch. They dish out Jock Peterson to Atlanta. First game in the second half for them on the road in Arizona. Could be a good series for them to maybe catch some momentum finally. The movement's gone toward the Cubbies, minus 140 up to minus 152. Totals at 9.5. You're getting Mad Bum going against Kyle Hendricks. Look, the Cubs' home and road splits are certainly concerning, but if there's a team they could beat on the road, definitely could be Arizona. Yeah, it's got, I mean, it's got to be the Diamondbacks, or it's got to be the Cubs that can beat the Diamondbacks here. And I don't think necessarily trading Jock is, is waving the white flag. I do think they'll eventually trade some other pieces. This team was kind of fraudulent when they were running at the top of the division the whole time. I never really believed in their pitching. But the one pitcher that they have I do believe in is Hendricks. Well, actually, too, I like Azale as well, who goes tomorrow. But um, they do have their best pitcher. I'm never going to be betting on the Diamondbacks this year. I just don't feel comfortable betting on that team. So you got to go Cubs here if you're going to go anywhere. And then as far as the number, I think that's also an over-under of nine. That one I would look more at maybe going with the over there because even though Hendricks is solid, um, I could definitely see some scoring there. Heck, the Cubs could do it on their own. Bumgarner had a few good outings at the beginning of the year, but he has really come back to the pack now, toting a 573 ERA. That bullpen is atrocious. 
So even if it's nine and a half, I'd still consider the over there. And then the Cubs as the, uh, the big favorite. Yeah, and just sticking on the Cubs for a second here, Paul, I mean, like you mentioned, Jock Peterson getting rid of him, not waving the white flag per se, but what do you envision happens in the remainder of this month leading up to the deadline with the Cubs? Because obviously the extension talks are still happening. People keep bringing it up with Rizzo, Baez, and Brian, and everyone's frustrated that Brian's not the top guy in that conversation. But who could be departing, and what can we expect out of the Cubs for the rest of the season if that's the case? I, I tend to share the, uh, the the consternation of Cubs fans that why isn't Bryant the guy that they would want to get? Uh, he is more dynamic defensively than Rizzo, and he's a better bat than Baez. Why isn't he the centerpiece? But for some reason, he isn't. So they should be looking to trade him, at least get something. I kind of thought they should have traded him ahead of the season. And then, of course, when they were leading the division, I looked silly. Now that they've come back to where they kind of belong, they should consider trading Bryant and Kimbrell, and maybe honestly Baez as well. Like, burn it all the way to the ground if they want. But Bryant's the one I would definitely want to keep there. Like I said, he can play multiple positions, all four corners. He's the better bat. He's going to age better, I think, with his skill set. But they seem dead set on making it Rizzo and or Baez as the centerpieces there. So, like I said, the Peterson move doesn't necessarily wave the white flag. So if they win, you know, say seven of their first ten, I don't know that they're going to make moves. Uh, but if they if they continue to lose the way they did heading into the break, I think we'll start to see pieces move. They'd be foolish not to try to move Kimbrel. Every contender needs bullpen pieces. Same with Ryan Tapera. So we can see a big overhaul from the Cubs. They're crying poor, which is hilarious because they're absolutely not. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what they decide to do. But I, I think if they're going to go full bore with it, they should just burn it all the way to the ground and kind of kind of restart it maybe around one guy, whether they choose Baez, Bryant, or Rizzo. Again, my choice would be Bryant. You put it perfectly. They're crying poor, but we know that's just not true. That's also what's been so frustrating as a Cubs fan and just everybody here in general just waiting to see what happens. So, uh, it's a big question mark. They'll probably do something that's inevitably going to make every Cubs fan mad, but we'll see what happens here <laughs> on the north side. Uh, before we move on, or actually before we end the segment, rather, let's talk about this one AL game that actually could be a solid series. Uh, the A's are taking on the Indians. Now, solid in the sense that maybe the Indians could be a sneaky dog here if their pitching lives up to it. But Chris Bassett has taken the bump tonight. He's been dominant, 10 and 2 this season, 3.97 xFIP. He's got the A's minus 195 at home. Cleveland plus 160. Shorter total here at eight. It's tough to lay that price, but any angle you would look to betting for this spot? Is it is it Bassett or Manaya? Because I, uh, I let me I double was, check. Last I saw it's Bassett, but you're probably more up to date than I am. Yeah, so, it looks like Manaya. Um, Either way, I'm looking at Oakland here. Eli Morgan has, has shown a little flash of, of some stuff, but I can't really get behind him. I know Oakland is a big dog, but with, whether it's Manaya or Bassett, again, it looks like it is Manaya. I would definitely go that route with Oakland. I like both these clubs here. If, if, the, if Cleveland can get healthy with their pitching, they could sneak a bit. I still really like that White Sox team, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland got pitching healthy if they could make a move for a wild card. The problem is, is they don't have offense and they also cry poor because the bottom line is no team is actually poor. They just decide to keep tight purse strings, whether they want to or not. So they don't have enough offense in Cleveland. They'd have to go get a couple pieces to see if they could really make a wild card move. But I like this Oakland club. Like I said, I think Trevor story is the perfect fit for them. He's a rental, so he won't cost too much. So overall, I do like this Oakland club, and specifically tonight, even as a big favorite, I'll take Manaya against Cleveland. Yeah, so it is Manaya. My mistake, but yeah, Manaya taking the bump. They're minus 195 or the run line, minus 104 for Oakland tonight against Cleveland. And you're right, that could be the case where you talk about the Astros. If the A's can get off to a hot start, but you still think the Astros are the top team, can maybe wait to get a better price on Houston. So a lot of things could be moving pieces here heading into the second half. Going to be exciting these next couple weeks. And, Paul, thanks as always for helping us kind of dissolve it and giving us some good plays tonight, my man. Love chatting with you, Danny. Take care. Absolutely, you bet. There he is, Paul Spore at Spore on Twitter, writer and podcaster over at Fangraphs. All right, he had some good bets looking forward to tonight. Let's kind of recap some of the bets we had earlier, but they're for tomorrow, but we'll get you geared up with them. And we're starting with the Suns just to win the game outright, minus 165, took them on the money line, and to win the series, minus 150. They're winning tomorrow. You're not going to get that good of a price, and I think they win tomorrow, obviously. 
terms of the props, Cam Johnson over nine and a half at even money. He's gone over that in three out of four games this series, like the price of even money at the over. And Chris Middleton over four and a half assists, minus 150. Alrighty, thank you for being with us on a Friday edition of Rush Hour. If you tail, best of luck as always. Enjoy your weekend and the slate of games. We'll catch up again on Monday from all of us here at VEASAN. Take care. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.